What's up, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of Skylines View. I'm your host, James Santor. I got my co-host, Kevin McGowan. Let's go. First episode, baby. And we got producer Drew behind the scenes. What's up, Drew? Yo, what's up, boys? So we're really excited to be doing this. Uh, thank you to Branded Sports for the opportunity. Uh, and, and really, this is going to be a, a really fun podcast, just talking about what we talk about. I mean, honestly, we're just a few yeah. dudes that like to have fun and, uh, and like to talk about random stuff. So we think uh, our audience is going to really enjoy this, and uh, we're excited to give it to you. But, uh, you know, to get a little bit more about how we got here. Um, so myself and Kev, we played baseball at LaSalle together. And you probably, if you've heard of us or seen us, it's from the Save LaSalle baseball movement. We were lucky enough to be on a, on a Barstool Pizza review with Dave Portnoy, which was a heck of an experience. But, Kev, this is something that I know we talked about way before that, you know, back with the yeah. Mudcats. Like trying, trying to just think of what we can do to – because our yeah. conversations were always so interesting. And it's, like, so funny, though, because – all of like the stuff that we would talk about, me and Andrew had talked about for years, like yeah. years. I'm talking years. Yeah, and, seriously. And, yeah, like we like, these mics the that time. we're using now, we had because we originally started a podcast and whatever happened, like we recorded a few times and then it wouldn't end up saving or something like that. <laughs> so we would just, dude, honestly, we ended up just being like, all right, we're done. And then. Everything happened, save LaSalle. We kind of just like jumped on it. Yep. And I don't know if you want to talk about Fortnite or. Well, I mean, I think the other thing too with Drew is like Drew stepped up. Like Drew didn't go to LaSalle, but man, Drew, Drew is the guy who made the freaking video that got this thing rolling. Yeah. I'm just sitting at work one day and I get a text from Kevin and he's like, I need your editing abilities. And I'm like, what? And then he tells me and he's like, like Dave Portnoy might see it. And I was (laughs) like, oh shit. All right. So I hit him up. And you know how you had texted me that night and you were like, I got an idea or, or we were on the, on the phone or something. Oh, yeah. You were like, I got an idea. Let's do something sort of like a 30 for 30. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, bet. let's get like, let's do it. And I asked you, I was like, are you able to do that? Or do you need like me to try and get it done? And you said, I could do it, but like, if you can do it, like, <laughs> go for yeah. it. And and James hadn't even like known or met Drew ever before. Yeah, this so, was a month ago, by the way. This is like a month. It's yeah, been it's very crazy. crazy few weeks. It's honestly it's so it's so up. But I'm I'm like, okay, let me call Andrew. I call him. I go, yo, I need your editing abilities to make a video. He goes, what kind of video? I'm like, all right, I need a like a 30 for 30, like a teaser, like a commercial style. We're gonna start off like with that voice in the background, the narrator. He's like, what if I told you? Like yeah, that was our vision, right? So like me and Drew just start cramming in the basement i mean we edited for i mean you did i oversaw the project yeah, you were but... here you were here that's all that matters <laughs> hey i like to call myself a creative director but hey we all we all do work together like we all have like and that's i think that's why this podcast is going to work because we all think so differently but it's all creative and it's all again like we're very positive and like we all just like to like have fun but also like just educate each other on random stuff and i yeah. think that's cool so what Drew was able to put together for us is really what kickstarted this campaign because we, I think we got what fifty. How many views was that? It's dude? fifty that plus was thousand. So many views. Fifty plus thousand views, and, and Drew just taught himself how to do all this, by the way. So kudos to Drew because it's freaking awesome that he's able to do that. And YouTube, you. Yeah, if you haven't seen the videos yet, uh, there's more than one because after we did the pizza review, there's one after that as well. But I mean, they're very, very well done and they're really impressive. So you know, shout out Drew. We would not be here without you, man. Thanks, producer Drew. And, and now he's he's rocking it in the producer and chair again. By so. the way, <laughs> by the way, 
producer Drew, we had just recorded for like 10 minutes and he said that <laughs> he didn't hit record. So yeah, that, that was my bad. We're sweeping that uh, under that the rug. First episode, yeah. we're already sweeping things under the rug, but it's okay though. Well, yeah. We can only go up, right? Like that's, that's all that matters. We're in a groove. That's how we start this one off <laughs> hot, you know? Yeah. So, all right. So everything happens with that first video and Drew and Kev, they killed it. The 30 for 30 was out there and really it started with a tweet that we had. So I'll give you the backstory on how LaSalle baseball got cut and how this all started. Um, you know, for me personally, so I work in, in venture capital and sports venture capital at 76 Capital, and I'm on calls all day. So I'm sitting there on calls. My roommate, Joe Rayford, he's also a LaSalle alumni, and he's also Our part boy. of this podcast. Our guy. And uh, another Save LaSalle base dude. So I'm sitting there on these work calls, and Joe knocks on my door. I'm like, Joe never knocks on my door. He knows I'm on these calls. And he's like, yo, are you on the call? And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm on a call. And he's like, check your phone. I was like, uh-oh. Like, I was worried somebody died, something happened. Yeah, it's tough. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, so, so next thing I know, I look at my I look at my iMessages on my laptop, and I'm like, LaSalle Baseball has just been cut. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is yeah. not like, I was like on the phone with like on a Zoom call, of course, with all my coworkers. And I was like, guys, LaSalle Baseball just got cut. Like, yeah. I, I literally felt like, I don't know how you felt when you first heard Kev, but like for me, I felt like somebody had died just because... I was just like, damn, yeah. well, like, what's going on? I called Guck right away. Yeah. And he's sitting there on the couch like in, in their living room. Um, and Guck's still a current player for those. Yeah. Ryan Guck and shout out Guck. He's the oh, one who tried to eat the whole well. bite of pizza yeah. um, in, in one bite on the actual pizza review and he almost died. I but. told him, I said, he, I said, dude, if he asked you to take a uh, slice with him, eat it all in one bite. He goes, same thing, one bite, everyone knows the rules. And he just ate. He said it was the hottest pizza he's ever eaten. He, he almost became the first person to die in a Barstool pizza review. So <laughs> he has that dubious honor. All right, so <laughs> tell us about like how Portnoy was like. Because I, I know I said a few things to him, um, but there was like a ton of people there. And yeah. mind you, we assumed it was only – like we put it together. So we thought there was only going to be the team there, right? And – I'm not going to name any names, but there is people DMing me because I'm on the account, the Save LaSalle Baseball account on IG, and I had people DMing me like, yo, uh, can I come to the pizza review? Like, can I bring people to the pizza review? And they knew the time of the pizza review, and we hadn't even released it. So I, I was yeah. like, how'd this get out? Do we have a mole? Like, what's going on? I mean, it's tough. I mean, anything, especially involving Barstool and Portnoy and, and just the amount of people that knew about what we were trying to do and and again going back to like we literally just tweeted at portnoy basically told him that we would name the field after him if he tried to help us out and again that was all it's a publicity stunt to a degree yeah. but everything is you know in that world so we were just trying to do our best to get people to care and know about LaSalle baseball um and it worked i mean luckily portnoy responded um i, I was able to get his email we were emailing back and forth which was uh certainly something i never expected to be doing but uh <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool and honestly man like he he came to LaSalle. First off, he thought it was in Pittsburgh, which thank God he did not book a flight to Pittsburgh <laughs> and try to go there. But um, he came literally just to help us. Like there's no other intentions besides like he saw an opportunity to help us and he did. And not everybody, you know, likes that at the school. Not everybody appreciates that. And, and I understand the different perspectives. But, you know, from our side, trying to save our program, that means a ton to us. And I know yeah. I know it means just as much to you as it does to me. But um you know for what he's able to do to at least get us kick-started and get us to where we are now i mean i'm forever grateful for that and, yeah, uh, yeah it's... all right so i mean you said you said that people had a problem with it um and obviously i know what you're talking about but uh for those of you who don't know so portnoy he comes he do he does the pizza review there's tons of people there 
Um, we tried to stay safe. The COVID safety protocols. We had. We were all wearing masks. Yeah, we bought masks for the entire team. Like, yeah, and then shout out to the class of twenty. 10 i think yeah 2010 i think it was they they donated but um yeah no we're we were all set with that so i don't think it was that but what had happened was he came he did the pizza review and then it was thursday night football that night he goes back to the gambling house in philly and he's on the live stream and he's wearing lasalle gear and he's saying lasalle university is the worst campus i've ever stepped foot on Right. So, I mean, that's like tough. It was, it was pretty tough. I mean, tons of people then are seeing us do the pizza review. We're posting all over our social media doing it. Then he does it same night. So my question for you is, do you think that say he just comes, does the pizza review and then leaves, doesn't say anything on stream about the campus. Do you think people still would have been upset? Yeah, I think people are going to find a way to like get upset no matter what. And I think, unfortunately, because he said that, it was such an easy thing to choose. And then there's other things that people got mad about. But um, again, I understand, again, not everybody's going to like everybody and that's okay. But again, at the same, the same way, like he was the only guy who could have helped us the way he could. So we needed yeah. to use that. And again, there was no ill intent by us and there's no ill intent by him. And again, what he said... Do I think he meant to say it? Apparently, like he was kind of caught off guard with that. You know, whatever. I, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But also, like he only got to see that one part of campus. He didn't get to see the quad. He didn't get to exactly. see the, you know, the Hank Dimmison Field, which is the most beautiful stadium in North Philly for sure. Um, but again, <laughs> yeah. like you know, you you gotta go see the campus. And again, yeah. he didn't get that choice. You know, honestly, and I'll be straight up with this. Like I was joking with him about that being the only restaurant on campus, and like where the baseball house is. Where like we're just joking around. Like yeah. And like. Kev, like, if you're to look at LaSalle, we're not like, that's the most gorgeous campus. But, like, every time we set foot on that campus, like, it is heaven for us because we had such great times there. Like, it doesn't matter how it looks. I think that's just, like, like, from an honest point of view. And, and like, I love LaSalle. I love my time there. The part that he saw to anyone, I think, anyone, I mean, unless the people, besides the people that got heard about it. Yeah. But anyone else, I think, would agree and be like, that's not, that doesn't look like a good part of campus. And like, that's not a no hate on that, on the school because I went there. I love my time there. But I mean, I don't know. I, I just think, had he just done the pizza review, I think we would have been golden on that front. Maybe I'm wrong, though. And, and honestly, look, I think no matter what, we're golden in the sense that it accomplished exactly what we needed to accomplish. Like, we never really wanted money from Portnoy. We, yeah, that was never, never really part of it. If he wanted it. to do something like that, cool. But we, we never brought it up to him. It was really more like, hey, we see an avenue to get people to care about LaSalle. And that's all we cared about. And again, we think that through the way we did it, we were able to bring a lot of positivity to the campus and, and really to the movement itself. And I think, yeah. honestly, like people right now, they need something to be inspired by. And a small school in the middle of North Philly that most people hadn't really heard about nationally, all of a sudden is on Barstool and Dave Portnoy is wearing LaSalle stuff on other, like it was just, it was pretty crazy. And I think that it stands for something more than just baseball. And I think that's really our goal and this whole entire thing. So it was a crazy process. It was like the most fun, like fun and stressful few days ever. Cause like, we just weren't sure when it was going to happen, like if it was going to happen. And then all of a sudden we're there and we almost get hit by a freaking bus or truck, whatever it was, as we're crossing the street to try to go meet up with Pornoy. And next thing you know, we're just rolling with it. So it, yeah. it just happens so fast. But again, we're at a point now where we can actually save this program if we do our job. And we would not be here if it wasn't for that. So 
you know, that's our quick update on the Save LaSalle baseball front. Yeah, but there you go. Thank you for, you know, if you've been out there and you've been supporting us in, in any facet, whether that's retweeting, liking, buying merch, or just, you know, signing a petition, anything. Like, thank you so much. But we have a lot of work to do still. So we'll have some pretty exciting news, hopefully, this this weekend uh, to try to, this weekend, or which is, I guess, the next few, I don't know, the next few days. We'll but something. Yeah, there's there's some exciting stuff coming down. We've really been hard, you know, hard at work trying to figure out the best way to bring this program back. Grinding, so. grinding. Learning a lot, but grinding. Drew, you got anything for us? Uh, on the south front? Uh, Nothing not really. on the south front. I mean, front. it was um, it was fun to do the videos. Like, It's just it tough. Cool. It was cool to be a part of it all. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me tell, mm-hmm. let me tell James about what Portnoy said. So I was telling Drew... When we said that Drew was added in that video, cutting all the scenes from when he was talking about Philly, and it was tough because everything he said about Philly, he'd literally be like, "I love Philly." The next sentence would be like, "But you're scumbags." But I love you. But you're scumbags. He was so, saying it like so close that you couldn't cut around it either. Yeah, it'd be like Philly scumbags. It was instantly. like the same sentence, just like sandwiched them in there, and. When after the pizza review, understand that I said to him, I was like, dude, took like five hours to go through that all your audio talking about Philly because everything you said, you followed it up with your scumbags. And he started like cracking up and I like went to say something else to him. I forget. And he someone else just like pulled him away. I was like, oh, he curves him bad, dude. It's on camera. It's on camera. It's yeah. really yeah. funny to look at. Uh, I just, mean, we need to release that. That may be a uh, nah, behind the scenes footage. Or... It's not, it's not too bad. It's not like I like, I just like, ha- cause the camera was rolling and I just was like, uh, yeah. Wait, I'm going was... to put it over the video. Without audio though, without audio. No, it's going up where the you're audio like, hey, Dave, and he just No, I don't say, around. hey, Dave. <laughs> you try to I don't talk. say, hey, Dave. That was, like, one of the craziest parts, though, was after the review. So we're finally done. We got everything. Like, honestly, it went so well, too. Yeah. Um, And then afterwards, we wanted to go take a picture and then had Dave take a picture with the entire team. We had a nice banner with some of the parents made. And, man, when I tell you, it was, like, the Red Sea like opened up because yeah, it was crazy. Everybody was trying to get a picture or selfie with him. Dude. People had gear to give him. Like it was insane. This dude walked away with there with two boxes, like seven shirts, three hats, and I think probably about two hundred selfies from the lacrosse girls. Dude. And it was hilarious. It's not even that. Like we're we're looking at this footage and there's so many random people in the crowd, yeah. like random girls, random dudes. And there was, like, there was like nine year olds in this in the crowd too. Yeah, dudes with, where where were they coming from? Yeah, there's dudes of walkers watching Drew, that pizza review. Drew saw some girl that he went to high school with. <laughs> <laughs> what was she doing in there? I don't know. Can't get away she's from. She's gonna her. know who she is if she sees this. Can't get away from this. Right, that's bound to happen a few times on this. Dude, that's great though. Yeah, we were laughing at that. But all in all, it was it's a once in a lifetime experience, and I think yeah. again. We we've been able to take that and do exactly what we wanted with it, and that's create a better chance to bring back the program. And I think through all that, we've we've learned a lot. Um, definitely, I think it's definitely like not to be like weird, but it's like strengthened all of our friendships. Like we've honestly like uh, yeah, like it's just been great to like hang out with you guys a lot, and then also just to get to meet all the different alumni that I'd never met before from LaSalle, um, and just other people that I've been able to be connected with through this entire process. Like it's been a grind. Like I already work anywhere from 12 to 14 hours a day for my normal job and then throw this on top and it's you know it's it's not a lot of sleep but man i tell you what like it's been so worth it and i'll do it all over again and man it's such a crazy time i mean i absolutely hate the commercials that are on tv and it's like 
well, this is a strange time. And then they try and like sell you something. <laughs> yeah. But it truly is insane. Like it doesn't oh, yeah. feel real sometimes. Absolutely. I mean, the way it all, it happens so quick. Cause literally like one day the program was cut that we found out that that one day we had a town hall that we set up that next night. The day after we literally, I, I worked out, I was just getting in the shower. I sent out a tweet to Portnoy. I get out of the shower like three minutes later. I have like 20 retweets already. <laughs> and the thing is going wild, like literally in like five minutes. So like, and he didn't reply to it till later in the day. And, you know, again, it just right from there, it was the email Crazy. the next day setting out the pizza review. And then the next Thursday we're doing the pizza review. And after that, we have over 2 million views on social media and people that have heard about LaSalle baseball. So um, yeah, it's been weird. They, occasionally I'll get somebody that sees me like, are you the LaSalle baseball guy? And I'm like, yeah. Nah. Yeah, it's really weird. Have you right? had that someone say that? Yeah, I've had people say it like a few times now. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, hey, you got to think that like, if you go on YouTube, that video is probably ha- yeah. has a mil, probably about a, around, nah, probably not a million views. But I mean, on Instagram, From the yeah. Barstool account, it has combined like on all platforms it's over like three mil probably because he posted it on his he, he posted personal he put po- they posted from the page and then it's on twitter youtube so i mean That's i don't doubt of... that people probably recognize you if they like, follow that short dude with really weird long hair that like probably looks a little bit older than or younger than he actually is but he's yeah he's a weird 26 year old still hanging with college kids but yeah it's whatever um <laughs> but yeah it was a great experience and again that like I just all we care about is bring the program back. Like I literally would be, give up anything in the world for that to happen. So we're gonna we're gonna figure out a way to do this. And uh, you know, again, thank you for all the support. And we're gonna continue to roll with it. So stay tuned on this podcast because you will certainly hear updates, whether you want to or not. So yes, yes, sir. You are <laughs> right. All right. Um, I say we get into a little something I like to call roast your home team's jersey. Yeah. So we're from Philly. Actually, um, I don't even want to roast yeah, it. So I, before we get into that, I don't even want to roast it. I'll I'm gonna come it. out and say I'm not so, roasting so it. I'm, I'm gonna roast it. Here's the problem: like, objectively, don't hate the jersey. Okay, I, I think it's it's unique. It's whatever. But man, I was promised freaking throwback AI era Sixers jerseys as if Ben Simmons won Rookie of the Year. And if correct me if I'm wrong, guys, is that what they said? Wait, what? Yeah. So the, the director of branding and marketing for the Sixers tweeted at Ben Simmons that if he won Rookie of the Year, he'd get to choose which jerseys come back. And Ben Whoa. had always been teasing those AI, the black AI Sixers jerseys, or uh, throwback jerseys. Dude, Wait. crushes Donovan uh, Mitchell in the Rookie of the Year uh, voting, which definitely should have happened. That was easy. That was Not easy. even a, a question. But um, yeah, so they've been teasing these for years, man. I actually didn't know that. And also... That's where I kind of feel bad for Ben in a sense because, yeah. but now I don't really feel bad because he knew that. So if he knew that, why is he? Because the reason why I do feel bad is because he is the one that like designed them. Am I wrong saying that? So I, I think he helped. Yeah, design he definitely them. helped. But I think that Nike has something with the NBA that they have to help. Like. It has to be based on like the city. Like it has to be right, like well, a specific design. Yeah, they are city jerseys, but they what were the other city jerseys? They were like the um they're beige, right? Or the, well, so they had like the beige cream. one, the cream ones. They were like to, to I have a Ben cream one. That's funny. Those are fire. Yeah, and the, oh, gray the gray ones. One those too. were like remember the Rocky stuff they did, like the marketing yeah. stuff. It was like them all in the oh, boxing ring. Okay, so that was kind of like that like was the, the grittiness of that. All right, so here's where I stand. 
on that now. So I know that it has to be for the city because they're city uniforms. The Boathouse Row thing, like, that is, like, they're not going to put the Liberty Bell on there. At least I don't think. So going. And the Liberty Bell is on there. Is it it's, on there? It's like on there. It has a but spot it, on there. But they're not going to yeah. make it the main. Because that's kind of played out, right? Yeah. They kind of had. They have it on the court and stuff. Like The skyline's not the, the distinct skyline, enough. But, the, but that's the thing. No one knows, No one outside of Philly knows what Boathouse Row is. Yeah, that's, that's a good and a bad thing. I think it's it's definitely a conversation. Like a, it's like, what the hell is. What are those gingerbread yeah, houses on the jerseys? Thinks, like? Everyone thinks they're just houses. And that's why. So from an outsider's point of view, they're like what is that because that's not the skyline like what is that like the suburbs of philadelphia yeah, or if something? anyone doesn't know what boathouse row is it's like that's well, why a picture of it on the screen it's like when you're going into philly it's like on kelly drive. drive i mean explain, kelly drive explain what it is it's sick you i mean it's, it's honestly really sick like it's it's right really on the schuylkill yeah and you drive by on the water and it's really the i mean they call it boathouse Row because all the different college crew teams have houses there so whether it's LaSalle, Penn, St. Joe's, Drexel, et cetera. Like, all the Philly schools. Yeah, they're all – all their houses are on this this row. It's boathouse row. crew houses. Yeah. Like they have – in their backyards, they have um, a big like hawk, I guess, for St. Joe's, a big T for Temple. And they're like all customized for like whatever school's there. And they light up. So when you're driving past whatever time of the year is, they light it up like that color. When the birds were like oh, going man. off, Thanks. like 2018 or uh, 2017, like there was fire, green, green, all green, like I six tier every single time I drove past, like everything lit up green during that Super Bowl. So cool. It was so cool. It's so cool. The but whole honestly, city, it was insane. Honestly, I do. Like I'm a fan of Boathouse Row when you drive by. Like it's a, it's like not to sound like weird, but I kind of vibe out when I drive oh, yeah, past Boathouse Row. Yeah, that's the thing about it. It's iconic to people in Philly, but like when you're not like we play in all these other stadiums, that everyone's gonna like. Which is what is good. It? I think like honestly, I think the Boathouse Row Tourism Board is probably paying the Sixers a ton of freaking money because maybe it's gonna make a lot of people research what the hell that thing is on the Sixers jersey. But I mean, look, it all that matters. I could I could hate these jerseys as much as I want to, and I and I really don't. But man, if they're any bit good, I will love these freaking jerseys. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> that's so, all I care about. Like, I just want to watch good basketball. So, no matter what, whenever a team releases new uniforms, they get toasted on Twitter, like literally set on fire. No matter what, they could be so fresh, and then it just takes like one person to be like, "No, honestly, I kind of like them. Like, they're cool." But no one ever does it. Everyone wants to follow like, 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 a person. <laughs> it's only because I mean, of they tease the uh, one jerseys. That's the exactly only that and that's what sucks because like objectively they're not bad. Like they're they're different. They're different. But again, yeah, like, like the way that everybody teased it, they showed like the black is kind of like uh, oh coming soon. They showed AI who clearly yeah, he was the reason for that. And I get that the whole thing is to try to like mimic those jerseys as best as they can. But again, it's just. Again, we're, we're arguing. We're not arguing, but we're we're talking about a jersey, so it's really not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. But it's like honestly, I want one now. Like all this talk, like it could be marketing. I'm because I want a black Sixers jersey. I don't know who I'd get, but I buddy healed. I want one buddy healed. Are we saying that? Is that like a prediction? Um, yes. Honestly, dude, I kind of just want like Embiid and Simmons to play really good together, but they don't. I think I, I think this offense is gonna be completely different now. I think I, it was so tough, and I love Brett Brown as a person. Like, killed me to see kind of the way oh, that yeah. all happened, man. But like, I think it was just his accent for me. 
<laughs> just made me think that he had them working hard and he didn't. <laughs> I mean, look, it, it's I don't think they were held as accountable as they needed to, and I think Doc's gonna do that. If Doc can if he can win a championship with KG, Paul Pierce, yeah. right? I mean not the Ray Allen's that crazy, but like Kevin Garnett's a crazy dude. Ray so Allen's if you can if you can control that personality, like you can control Embiid and Simmons and I really think it's just those supporting pieces and I, I just think Again, I, I'm happy. Like Daryl Morey, that hire was the surprise yeah, hire. Kind of of, crazy. Everything kind of happened. Same thing with LaSalle baseball. The Sixers, it happened pretty damn quick too. Like we were in pretty dire straits there for a while, and all of a sudden you get Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey, and then you have like the best assistant coaching staff I've ever yeah. heard. And it's like now we're they're looking win good. now. They're in a win yeah. now, and they released their fresh new jerseys. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, Sixers, if you're listening, please send us jerseys. We will wear them. Yeah, for sure. We'll wear them, and we'll also be the only fans in the stadium this year for you guys. Yeah, we're happy to do that. We'll They're starting tons soon. Of content. Yeah, well, I guess not December twenty third, twenty second. Yeah, I'll tell Dude, you what. The draft is in like a draft week. next week. Yeah. Dude, trade up to get mellow. Free agency. It's gonna be great. Dude, trade up to get mellow ball. He's a shooter. Bro, I heard. I was seeing things that he, the Bulls, like really like him and they could try to like what are they at? they're like like three right now yeah i think they could three. like try and trade up to get them at one yeah i mean it's gonna oh, be a really man. interesting draft because like the top three the top three picks are pretty much like figured out it's like anthony edwards um james wiseman and uh lamella ball it seems like maybe toppins in there too yeah i mean Obi, he's, like, like, dude, he's a beast he is such a freak athlete but like it's such a weird year because nobody like has needs per se that was my that was my, <laughs> my elbow. i'm greasing the, the elbows but like every, everybody has these neat but like the warriors at number two like that's probably oh, gonna get traded man on. like with the warriors are the biggest like it sucks because no, if they get Lamelo ball they're keeping Wait, the dude. warriors have the second pick yeah. dude think <laughs> about it the warriors yeah, have the second pick play. and, and they're staff. getting their entire roster back and they're gonna end up trading andrew wiggins in that second overall pick and getting like a i don't know i mean at first it was like a bradley beal they were saying like somebody crazy like oh. that like you talk about the greatest shooting team of all time i mean yeah we would be nasty but, but yeah, I mean, there's they're gonna do something with that, and if not, then they get a top three pick, and if and they know how to develop players, so. But like, there's gonna be a lot of movement at the top of this draft, and I, I mean, I don't know, the, I'm excited. I mean, for the Sixers at 21, if you want to trade away, and again, I see us trading that pick away. Yeah, but dude. if we get a Buddy Heald or somebody, and we need to get off Al Horford's contract, but otherwise, like, there's a lot of players there I like. But there's something about Philadelphia teams. Where they don't draft yeah, the right guy, and like they've had enough, like the Sixers, they've had enough guy, enough chances at those top picks to where they do end up with Simmons, with Embiid, but like the Folts, like you're gonna miss one of them. They miss with the Eagles Foltz, all the time. Nerlens Noel, ja. they miss with the Phillies. They miss with the Eagles. I, mean, I wrote about this shameless plug to my uh, blog the other day about um, yeah, what's wrong with Philly sports, but plug it up. Um, DM Digest number one. Check it out on Brandon Sports. Um, but yeah, so. Basically, what I said is like the biggest issue and why we can't retain or not, I guess not retain, but to get acquire top talent is we don't have the funds to do it because we lock ourselves in positions where, you know, we're paying a first overall pick or a first round pick significant amount of money. And they're basically just dead weight on our books. I mean, you look at True. Like, yeah. yeah, but like, what are you going to do? Get rid of them? Yeah, you I mean, gotta it's, keep them. Yeah, it's 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 tough. I mean, you're, you end up just being stuck. But like you, for the Phillies, man, like. If you look at some, if you look at the Rays, like a lot, so many of those players are homegrown talent. Like a lot of these teams have, are successful because of the homegrown talent, and like we just don't have that. I mean, you look back to Mickey Moniak, and I pray that dude is successful. And I'm happy he got his his first big league appearance this year, but 
you know, you drafted him over some guys that are already having a ton of success in the major oh, league it's level. Kyle Lewis, dude, yeah. he's a beast. And then so you you go back and you're like, why are we in a position where we have no bullpen? Why are we in a position where we're like because they're picking these dudes, like yeah, they're, they're picking high schoolers, exactly. And then you're forced to pay overpay veterans to come in there and try to fill those spots yeah. you should have drafted for. So it's like it's just this endless cycle, and it's like, and for the Sixers, I mean, Landry Shamit was awesome. Beast. We traded him away for for Toby again. You can say it worked out. You can say it didn't work out. Whatever. Dybul, I think, is a is a dude. I mean, he's one of the best defenders I've ever seen in my life. And obviously, his offensive game needs some help. But did, remember, before he got hurt, how good he was, and he was so, raining threes. Let me let me say something to you. Let me let me like put a question in front of you. Would you say that Tobias Harris, like off the court, makes up for his lack on the court? His leadership, you mean? Like the things he does off the court for the community and for the city of Philadelphia, like would you honestly say that he makes up for what he doesn't do on the court with that? I think I think no. he's, you don't think so. He got a max contract, dude. He's right, not listen, playing like a max contract but, player. But okay, but listen, I love when, him. I'm glad he's on our team. I just think that he's when a, you a bring so a sports team in a major city, they're doing. I mean, you could say they're doing it for the owner, but the city rejoices around a team. Yeah. So, right. however, Especially. however, a player on that team can touch the city, that like, I mean, think about AI, like how, the way he he didn't win anything for us. He won an Eastern Eastern Conference Final, but like, what did he? He, he didn't. He his was, team he was electric. He was yeah, just but so he much was fun also to watch. like. He wasn't to what Tobias he's Harris like does off MVP, the court. Like, so with my whole thing with Toby, yeah, is but like, he didn't do it all. That's what I'm saying. Like AI didn't do it off the court. He was like, if if you he's he was kind of the opposite. I mean, no shade on AI. He's the man. I love him. But like, he was making rap albums and like yeah. he went bankrupt. Like, that's all like kind of his charm though. Like I think okay, we all, Tobi- I think we love him for that. Toby, we bring Toby in, and Toby's still a bucket. So, and that's the so. thing. I think, again, I think we have to look at everything differently now because in that offense that we watched the last few years, man, like that was not an NBA offense. Like we, it was just, I always said it was like watching, it was like schoolyard basketball. Like you hope yeah. to find somebody open and you just throw up, you just throw and up. Ben will never shoot. Like Ben seriously never shoots. There was, there was like when you had Embiid, Simmons, and Horford in there, you basically had three centers almost that are, that are just. Clogging and up the jack and like, actually and beat and Horford, but Horford. like but if you're if you have guys that are jacking threes that are centers at 32 percent or below that like you're not gonna be successful so it's like if toby has the spacing he needs we get those right pieces like he could be a straight up baller for us and he he played his best ball under doc rivers too so like Ooh. you know like that's like we have to look at all that again i think it's going to be a completely different team so like i'm trying to give him a chance it's, it's a completely, completely different team yeah. every season though yeah. the future is bright right yeah. now i mean isn't it nuts though and like, but, um, a completely different team every same thing with horford too but like with horford's contract i do think you have to get off one of those contracts um just because you do need to have the flexibility to, to bring in some of that like again, we need to have the ability to bring in sharpshooters and and to bring in kind of those those mid level talent that's gonna, you know, be those seventh, eighth, ninth men on rosters gonna win an NBA championship. All right, well, boys, uh, we are pushing a little bit over thirty minutes right now, so we'll wrap it up. Keep going. We can keep going if you want to start wrapping it up. We can wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. What do you say we wrap it up? Quick fit check. Quick fit check. All right. Yeah. What do you, What do you got on producer Drew? 
start start with guys, start with the uh, yeah, so real quick we're gonna do a quick fit check at the end of every episode so basically we're just gonna go over our current outfits um you know personally i'm coming from baseball every wednesday night so i'm gonna be looking like a baseball oh, coach that's a, that's an excuse that's a yeah. built-in excuse so basically right i'm gonna start to bring in another change of clothes so i can look fresh so <laughs> i'm just gonna give you guys a heads up right now all right producer drew run us through uh, are we just going audio? Or are we go. going with the visual here? Let's just go audio. I mean, you could you use a visual for the visual guy. As many adjectives as possible. Right, so we'll just we'll just all right. So it's just uh, just a champion's long sleeve sweater. Champion's very some, in right uh, now. Some gray sweatpants and uh, some Those converses. White chucks. Yeah, just white converses. We're just going uh simple, Wait, guess, simple and casual. Guess who was a a former spokesperson and had a PE shoe with converse? Who? Is it somebody that Wait. works with the Sixers very closely right now? For Converse? Who was it? Do you he may or may not be the GM of the Sixers. Oh, really? Elton Brand had his own Converse shoe back in the day, no, and no. I may or may not have had it. So, yeah. Do they still sell Shout them? I actually might cop Dude, if they still sell I'll cop <laughs> This is the official Elton Brand Converse shoe podcast. We're all going to be wearing this <laughs> next episode. Give us a fit check, Kev. All right, fit check. He's gonna flex got, on everybody right now. I got the nah, nah, nah. I got the full H and M kit on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got top to bottom H and M. I'm rocking plain black H and M hoodie. I got the the long fit. You see the long fit H and M white tee. Comfy too. I don't know if you heard that. I got some green joggers on. Cargo joggers. And low-key flex, I got the Yeezys on. Kanye for president. Just kidding. Don't cancel me. <laughs> I'll still rock the Yeezys, though. And I have to follow that up with uh, my baseball clothes. So I'm wearing the very special special edition Save LaSalle baseball Ooh, t-shirt. you got the rare drip on. I mean, it's like, again, guys, <laughs> I would go and cop this as soon as you can because it's not going to be there for too long. They're uh, getting hot. Yeah, they're getting hot. So I got my Save LaSalle base merch on. I got uh, PBT Bellringer shorts, uh, Adidas shorts on. Um, again, not very swaggy, but it is what it is. I got my coaching shoes on. They're just some Adidas Ultra Boost. You know, just got to go nice and calm, a little bit comfy there. Uh, stylish enough, but not too stylish to wear. You know, I'm making comfy. a scene. Now, I don't want to cause a scene with my kicks when I'm walking into coach. You know, just got to keep it calm. I feel that, yeah. Comfort. Comfort's key, definitely. Listen, now that I know that we're doing the fit checks, oh, um, yeah. I'm going to come ready. All right. Say I'm going to come ready next we're week. We're going to come dripping everywhere we go. <laughs> All right. Well, if that's all we got, that's episode one. Wow. Yeah. That's it. Episode one. <laughs> crazy. Like this is fun. Like generally, like, this is like literally the same conversations we have every freaking weekend. So yeah. now we're just dealing with mics in front of us in yeah. the basement. Um, and we got so much more to talk about. If we wanted to go for three hours right now, we could easily. But yeah. um, we just we want to keep it short for you guys. So, so if you guys, guys like us, and again, if you don't like us, let us know because we'd love to hear that because it'd be funny and as hell. DM us questions. Yeah. DM us any question you have. I want to dive in. I love posting polls on my Instagrams too. So just send me questions. Let's get it. Now we'll answer anything as long as it's not like political, preferably. We're really weird. But um, yeah. yeah, questions, <laughs> any content ideas you want us to do, like we're going to be trying to do as much as we can. Like we all hang out all the time anyway. So we're just having fun with this. But uh, yeah, welcome Spew. to Skyline Spew. Spew. Let's have some fun. That's it. Peace. Later. Deuces.